And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to the restart. The of, restart. <laughs> um, season three, I guess, of the Prodigals podcast. This is still the same season. <laughs> we were just off in the summer. Um, there are some things that happened. You know, we planned on having episodes for you guys the whole summer, but... Um, you know, Murphy's Law. <laughs> I, um, I miscalculated the amount of episodes and I believe something happened with yeah, your recording um, yeah, equipment. My, my stuff just um, broke down on me. So, And it's been a busy summer. Um, you know, fatherhood with uh, me, Billy. And also, you're still a father. Yeah. So <laughs> you're still dealing with fatherhood. I'm still dealing with fatherhood. Um, but yeah, so we're back and we're... we're uh, the third person, Billy, is not here right now. He's spending time with his wife and yes. his daughter, Savannah. Um, oh, his wife, Isabel, and his daughter, Savannah. Here we go. Um, they're close, but they're downtown Toronto right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, family comes first. Yes. Uh, always. So. Yes. Um, that's why we're off. We were off for a really long time <laughs> because awesome. family comes first. Um, yeah, it's been a busy summer, but we hope to... You know, be with you from now until December uh, when we'll take another break for, you know, Christmas. But yeah, welcome to another episode. Thanks for joining me. I'm Mark and I'm with my lovely co and handsome co-host. <laughs> lovely and handsome. Alan. Yes, I've upgraded now. Sweet. Yes, you've upgraded. Uh, it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a lateral move anymore. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Going back and forth. Uh, but yeah, Alan's here, and as we said before, Billy's not here. And today, we were just we just wanted to talk about you know we wanted to, to have an easy topic to start because you know we gotta get the juices flowing once again <laughs> after a huge hiatus. But so we're just gonna just pretty much like a list episode kind of thing. Sure. Um, we wanted to talk about what we think the church should be talking about more. Um, so our tagline is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our ethos really, um, we discuss things not talked about, not preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. Yes. Um, but ideally the church, they should just play our podcast. <laughs> like just in the middle is like, okay, for our sermon, um, for, for our <laughs> message for today <laughs> is <panelists>. pod. <laughs> Um, especially now that we have video, so there you go. Um, ideally, though, ideally, I'd want the church is supposed to be a place where everything can be discussed. Sure, right. Um, although maybe not Song of Solomon, <laughs> but, but um, I think mm. like well, that would be a really interesting. That would be a re yeah. That would be a really interesting sort of series. I just don't know how many pastors and preachers are like really comfortable of pulling. Yeah, pulling that off. Like it's Mark it's, Driscoll was. 
We're not going to bring Mark Driscoll into this, man. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, so as you were saying, like, yeah, it's not really comfortable. Yeah, well, right? yeah. I mean, you ha- and you have to be... Uh, you have to be audience sensitive mm-hmm. uh, to there's a large degree, yeah, to a large degree for this one, and so there's there's an extra there's an extra level of of planning and you know work that goes into something like the song <laughs> song of songs songs of songs. <laughs> Although, like maybe it can work when your church has different services for different demographic. Like, yeah, if your your church has a um children's church where they just go off and that's where they get you know yeah their lessons separate from the adults but uh, and then there's the youth service and then there's the adult service maybe that can work there yeah but, yeah um, we're talking about if they're separate right yeah because like i know we sometimes have like oh, oh this is ch- this is ch- uh, children's weekend or this is yeah you know you no, can't pull no. it off on a singles week no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but we're still talking about a service-centric, I guess, yeah. um, idea. But uh, you, we shouldn't all we sh- we should also include where you know the church is talking about it during Bible studies, or yeah. you know when 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 the church has a small group, they have an outlined um, study guide where they talk about these things. And I guess like that's where. Mm-hmm. Song of Solomon can come in <laughs> where there's like adult small groups. There's like a month or two months where where adults can focus on, you know, that part of the scripture. Sure. Um, that delves into like, you know, marriage and yeah. love. Because, yeah, you know, what? bringing it up, it is that part is one that we don't talk about just because, I mean, Maybe it's a little bit better, easier nowadays, but definitely in the 80s, 70s, 60s, that, that was taboo. You don't bring stuff like that into a church. Yeah. The, the holiness of the church yeah, and the sanctuary yeah, yeah. with stuff that is, you know, there, there are times where you think of it as not, you know, as defiling mm. to certain descent, to certain, this, you know, um, yeah, to a certain level. So you keep that away, but yeah, I mean it's important, especially now. I would think, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. So. so, certain topics have not been talked about in church. As going back into the intro, oh yeah, and so <laughs> yeah, look, we just want to, I guess, share ideas of what each of us think. Like maybe the church. Should talk about more, whether sure. in uh, in the service or in like separate small groups settings sure. or Bible studies. So, yeah, um, let's go uh, alternate. Okay, go. so what? Okay, so I, I'll <laughs> go first. Uh, I think like this is a big one. This is a lot of people are calling for this, and it's, pr- it's pretty obvious. But um, and it's been talked about, but in a negative light. So. I think they should be talking about more in a positive light, uh, social social justice. Okay. Um, okay. And as I said before, right, like I, I went on a rant and episodes ago, I forgot where, uh, I forgot which episode, but when I said like the gospel has become a crutch in terms of <clears throat> ignoring other aspects of the faith sure. and other responsibilities that Christians have mm-hmm. and have been told by christ to do um and we just say oh 
just preach the gospel or preach God's love or uh, all you need to do is preach Jesus. Like, okay, preach Jesus. But there are also other things that, you know, stems from preaching Jesus. And I think that's a big part of that is social justice. And I say this because like, there's just like so many churches where if you suddenly, if you, if you are for social justice, then you're labeled as woke and, (laughs) And there's like wokeness has become to evangelicals like conservatives as something that's not. Oh, it's definitely good. a negative it's, connotation. It's a negative connotation. Being woke when it started as you know, as a it started in the, I think the African American culture. Okay. Uh, where they start saying woke, and that means like someone who's more enlightened and someone who's more aware of what's happening, right? Um. And so evangelicals and conservatives have hijacked that term into something negative. Uh, So (laughs) I think social justice is really important. And uh, I think Jesus says it in Luke 4, 18. (laughs) The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So, yeah, like I, I believe that, you know, that social justice is really important. And there's a lot of, you know, the Old Testament is, you know, interwoven with social justice. Right? Yeah. You can't read a minor or major prophet without coming into it without um yeah coming into themes of social justice sure like you know israel was or judah uh they were you know um taking advantage of the slaves or they weren't um you know the slaves were supposed to be let go after six years of service yeah Uh, on the seventh year they're free yeah even though the debts that they were um set to pay have not been paid in full after the seventh, after the sixth year, yeah, they're, they're like, supposed to, yeah. Um, even though, yeah, even though their debts haven't paid in, haven't been paid in full, um, and then there's, you know, sexual immorality, you know, taking care, taking advantage of, you know, the poor, yeah, um, not letting in a stranger or mm-hmm. immigrants, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, and there, you know. Even like in Exodus and Leviticus, Numbers, you know, the Pentateuch, yep. the Torah. You know, there's a lot of things that um, that mentions like going out of your way to make sure that the other, your neighbor is taken care of. Sure. And any oppression uh, that you're supposed to take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, like we have... You know, in our domination, like being SDA, you know, we're big on tithing, right? Ten uh, percent, but you know, <laughs> apparently, you know, ten percent is really important to the church, and they preach ten percent. If you're not, you know, tithing ten percent, that makes you unfaithful. But in the Bible, there's like what three kinds of tithes, yeah, and um, I think one one kind of tithe is for the stranger or for the poor. Okay. Um, 
yeah, just setting that aside so that you can, you know, like people can be uplifted and yeah. from their current situations. And so I think like we're not nearly talking about uh, we're not talking about social justice nearly enough. Sure. Um, and if we are, it's on a negative light, right? So. Yeah. Um, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't have the excuse that there isn't any biblical foundation for it. There is. It's lots, as you were saying, in the Old Testament, in the in you know the Mosaic laws, in the New Testament, where they have to like you know bring in sort of like the donations, split it up have specific people dealing that out to the widows and orphans. And there are, and we've said this many times that God has a, a particular, particular affinity for widows and orphans yeah, children, you know, and children and those that are disenfranchised because he understands, right. When people are whatever. In fact, he, he calls out to the Israelites like, Hey, remember, remember the, you know, the, the people that are, aren't, aren't from your group because you were kind of like that in, in Egypt. Right. When I took you out, you know, you got these benefits. So share them with others. And so there isn't you can't say that there isn't a biblical notion for it. Um, it for for us to pull this off. You yes, you do need to be a little bit more savvy in how you, you bring it up, because as you were saying, yeah, yeah there's yeah. It, it's a polarizing topic. Right, which is probably why it's not talked about at all, because you know you miss steps here and there. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be talked about. It shouldn't be preached because if it's in the if it's in the Bible and and God asks us to pay attention to that, right, that should be worthy of consideration to preach that, right, to yeah. speak that into people's lives into the Christian church, right, mm. uh, as something that we should be thinking of, that we should be. Um, not planning, but um, uh, being being prepared for situations where God puts us in to to benefit, to help others that are less fortunate than us, that are in in compromising situations. Yeah, um, and so that should be there. And I was listening to who was it? I think it was Tim Keller. That there are like my boy Tim. Yeah. Uh, so there, there, there's like four topics that that uh, is hard for him to preach. Two of them are, are usually given on the left side, which is like one of them is social justice. I can't remember <laughs> the other one. And then two of them are on the right side, which is like abortion and, and, and something else. And yeah. it's hard to pull that off because on one on one, you know, on one preaching day, you might alienate. You know the the Republicans, <laughs> uh, yeah. right wing. On the other week, you could offend or you could what. Uh, the left side and and SJWs, <laughs> SJWs, yeah. Wait, so it is it is a topic a, t- a tough subject, uh, just given the climate of today. But shouldn't that be even the more reason yeah. to talk about it, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I and and I feel that. And I feel that with all like with stuff like that, and I'm sure we'll come up with other topics, but something like this, um, because it polarizes us to the left, to the right, so, 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 no, it's such a stark um, reaction to many of it that we owe it to as as leaders, as preachers, you know, we owe it to our congregations to have this balanced view right um that talks about it and not going too crazy uh, (laughs) of 
you know, too over the side to either too far to the left or too far to the right and saying, okay, this is a, this has to be done or no, this is, you know, this is blasphemy when it's really not. <laughs> yeah. And, and to give the biblical view and, and what God views as it without any political agenda, without any sort of uh, social narrative that goes on to it. But this is what the Bible says. This is how the, how the citizens of the kingdom of God need to be acting in this world as we draw people to, to Christ with our character, with our actions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think that, <sighs> preachers, if you're listening, man, I, I know, don't want to like dump on you guys, not dumping on you, but giving you more stuff. Right? Uh, but I just feel that, yeah, this is something that, that, that needs to be done even much more now because it is such a, pol- these, these topics are such a polarizing factor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it causes people to go into tribalism. Right. And that's tribalism, when we get dangerous. Yeah. Right. And Definitely. so, you know, let's 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 have a little bit more, you know, let's have a little bit more discourse on it. Let's have a little bit more study on it and preaching on it. Um, not because uh not because, hey, you know, we're social justice warriors and this is how you this is how you prove that the church is morally morally superior uh and that's how you that's how we have the moral high ground to beat people over with our bible and our beliefs yeah but as christians as what god calls us to be right i mean something as simple as something as simple as the parable of the goats and the sheep right you can pull that off yeah Right, you yeah, can you can, um, you can pull that off. Yeah, feeding the hungry. You, yeah, you called me when I was naked. Yeah. you visited me when I was in prison. So it's yeah, there. It's, it's there. It, there are there's there's biblical foundations for it. There's bif- biblical motivations for it. Um, yeah, and 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 I feel that speaking from somebody that has had to <laughs> prepare sermons and stuff. That's 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 it, it's an extra it's an extra step there's uh, there's more work into putting into there um and yeah that, that that's uh kind of a downside for the preachers and yeah. stuff because number one it's more work and number two you more. are taking kind of a risk uh-huh. right um but if that's what we're called to do we speak truth right maybe we just need to come up with all the verses that talks about it and then That'll overwhelm. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just so here is it. We're just gonna run through it bit um, by bit. Here's the twenty top half of Exodus. Here are the twenty verses, the twenty it. passages that talks about caring for one. You know, caring for those that are having trouble caring for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to. I mean, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe we can talk about such issues and. Hey, if preachers, if if uh, you need a sermon, some sermon help and how to phrase it and how to frame it, maybe we'll, we'll do a podcast on it well, do just it. for you guys. So. All right. <laughs> Prodigal's Pulpit. <laughs> Part of the Prodigal's Network. Never. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> Prodigal's Never. Project. Network. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about you? Okay. Uh, this is a topic, and I, I understand why it's not talked about a lot, because as pastors, as preachers, as leaders, most of us, I want to say 95, maybe 98% of us aren't really qualified to talk about it, but mental illness is a huge thing. 
Oh, yeah. I have that, too. <laughs> hey. hey! So, yeah, so that's something that, that I think needs to be talked about, partic- particularly in the North American Western uh, Christian church, because it is a big thing for us. It is a thing for us, as much as we, we maybe, especially from, from an ethnic background and coming from ethnic churches, um, yeah, it's, it's something that, that isn't given much credence to. You know, uh-huh. we're very much older, old school where it's just, you know, you just got to get it done. Yeah. Right. Whatever it is that you're, you're, you're struggling with, you know, pull up your big boy pants and just get it done. God will, you know, it's rough, man. God, God loves you. And, you know, he, you, um, you lean on his promises and that'll get you through. And yeah, I'm not saying that it doesn't, um, but there, there is, there is a time and a place. There are situations where that is uh, something that needs to be addressed for everybody. And so, talking whether to a congregation that you might have people that are there in it um, mm-hmm. that are struggling with, or just something as simple as uh, not necessarily in terms of having workshop workshopping it but definitely something that you know that gives our members tools to handle it when somebody that we come across is struggling with mental issues right or or just having a tough time right and their emotions are you know flying all over the place and sometimes it just means you know and who, who said it but somebody called it the ministry of presence just to be there to be there yeah and and not say stuff right yeah and not not having your back pocket ready to pull out re- ready to fling versus. out versus to say flee, 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 flee. <sighs> this is how you this is how you know why you shouldn't be feeling this way and that you should be happy where's and, your faith and, in god yeah, your faith in god so there there is something that i think that we need to to talk about whether it is people that that suffer from it or just preparing our members to be equipped by it. And maybe, yes, there is, maybe it flows into more of a workshop type deal. Uh, and, yeah. and that can be sort of like a weekend thing. But I think that that, that, should, be, that should be talked about for us, mm. right? How to handle it because we all go through it. We all have struggles in this life. Nobody's yeah. immune from it. We all know this. Um, and so very much our 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 stance from the pulpit, uh, from the rectory, is, hey, yeah, these people have been downtrodden and stuff, but guess what? There's a happy ending to it, right? And there's Jesus that loves you, and yes, he does, right? But the night still lasts, yeah. right? The pain that, is still there. The pain is still there, and the joy that comes in the morning, they may not be there yet, right? It's, it yeah. might be midnight for them. And so yeah. what do you do? When you still have to wait. And even when it's day, it's cloudy. Yeah. Right? Like, really, really cloudy. Yeah. So, yeah, like... I know yeah. we're throwing all these metaphors I know. in there. <laughs> I know what so you hopefully mean. hopefully you're, ca- yeah, you're keeping yeah, up yeah, with yeah. this. Yeah, that's, that's really important. I've, I, have this, um, I have this story where I was, like, a panelist in a Q&A session. Okay. And then someone asked a question, like, would someone who committed suicide still go to heaven? Uh, and that led us to 
you know, talking about mental health, like we can never be sure. That's only God's, you know, only God knows a person's heart, uh, what they're going through. Um, and you can never know. Uh, and it's not our honor in our place to tell or to judge whether they'll go to heaven or, um, or not. And, um, and we, that led us to mental health and, uh, we're talking about mental health and the panelists were, were good, like all solid in terms of, okay, the mental health, uh, aspect and we should, you know, do as a church, do more, uh, as a ministry to them and to be more present with them. And then someone is just like, you know what, you know, from the <laughs> crowd, it's like someone raised their hands, like, you're just sad. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> like, you know, Jesus lifts your sadness. And when you recognize that you're just sad, Jesus will lift it up, lift it away off of you. And I'm like, no, it's not, <laughs> no, it's not that it's not as easy as that. And, and like, imagine as, cause it was a youth program and it was like a parent who said that, like, imagine if, imagine that's why like the youth don't, you know, the younger people don't want to talk to their parents because the parents just shrug it off, right? Sure. And just, you know, make these sweeping statements like, oh, just trust in God or just pray to pray it away, just pray more and more. And, you know, you know, without providing, you know, real steps for them to get better. Yeah. Real tangible um, clinical steps for them to get better. Sure. So, and, you know, um it's kind of like i think a part of that too is that we sometimes we over spiritualize things and we don't see that mental health is still like a medical condition um when it comes um not 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 a medical condition but like it's still a health issue sure um people just say oh you're just it's just in your mind when it's like affecting all of their you know individuality or like their their personhood right sure uh so it's like you know you go to the doctor when you're sick right when you're physically sick so why won't you go to a doctor or you know like a clinician yeah when you're mentally ill yeah or when you're going through mental health sure. issues yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah we have we just have like this i guess delineation where oh physical <laughs> you're really sick but then when it's like mental health it's like oh it's all in your head right um so yeah somehow you know uh um counselor or like a therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist um is less of a medical yeah um personnel than a re- an md you know yeah or a nurse so yeah it's just yeah I, I think we need to uh talk about it more and i think as as you were saying like pastors are not well equipped and yeah not too not too many pastors are well equipped i know some pastors that yeah. are no. uh but um look online like maybe someone there are Christian counselors everywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. in the city of Toronto, you can look, um, and maybe they're willing to speak to the con- your congregation. Sure. Maybe they can um, come on a weekend and have a seminar 
um you don't have to do everything as a pastor like and that's good news right <laughs> that's good news you can delegate something yeah so if you're listening to this and you're not the pastor please don't put it on the pastor exactly to, like, like there's there are people trained specifically trained to deal with mental health and they know they're more of experts than pastors are um and use use them they're a gift from god um so they're just like your pastor is trained in the interpretation of scriptures hopefully uh or preaching yeah. right you know mental health you know therapists and counselors are trained in dealing with people who are going through mental health sure. issues so um, use those people, yeah. right? You might have one in your congregation. Use them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. If anything, just to 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 have strategies, you know, if you're faced with it or you're you're being, you know, in you find yourself in a situation where you are, right? And so, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like the pastor preaching on it. Although, hey, if you're a pastor and you're you're thinking, where am I going to get the biblical basis for it? Look at Elijah. Right, uh, that's a pretty good foundational for mm, whatever. Because Elijah. When Elijah was, you know, when we can, I mean, when he was suicidal <laughs> to a, to a large degree, yeah. right? Um, the the approach that God had with him was a was a holistic approach. Not only was it just, you know, not only was there a, a talking aspect of it and just sort of letting him talk, but he fed him so there's a physical aspect of it there's a spiritual aspect of it there's you know there's there's an encounter that's there and so uh elijah is a good place for you to start uh not a lot of things happen with job but even though he does like sort of you know he would be that kind of that person but yeah, th- yeah there is there and uh it doesn't necessarily have to be preached on could be a, sort of like a, a an interview type deal type style yeah Right. Uh, so the you bring it up. Yeah, because like, you know, for for somebody that is a mental health expert that isn't trained how to speak in front of people, maybe, you know, it's a little bit more, it'll be a little bit more clinical in how they present the information. And so maybe, maybe you bring your own sort of uh, thing to it. So it's it's a lot more conversational and easier to follow. And or you can do it during Sunday school. Or for us, it's Sabbath school. Sabbath school. Right? Not everything has to be like a deep dive into Ezekiel and what it means to, like, what what are the, what are, yeah, these, the the winged ones. Wheel. Wheel within a wheel. wheel. Stuff like that. All right? It doesn't always have to be stuff like that, right? Sunday, I mean, school, school is about learning things, right? That would be an appropriate place, I would think, to to try to workshop things around, right? Mm -hmm. So try to do that. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, I'm skipping that. (laughs) (laughs) We just talked about it. Okay, that was on my list too. That was my second on my list. Sweet. Um, so my second one now, I guess, would be vulnerability. Okay. Um, people don't like the church doesn't encourage it. It doesn't talk about it. Um enough or at all uh, the need for us to be vulnerable with each other yeah um, and, and in fact i'm gonna cut you off but you know i i think that our our culture in our churches 
actually works against that to Ooh, be vulnerable, right? Because we're mean? supposed to have, like, you know, when we were talking, you know, as we were talking about somebody with mental, is, mental, uh, mental illness or mental health issues, hey, you're just sad, pull up your big boy fans, like, yeah. think of Jesus, and you should be, you should be okay. Yeah. Right? There is no reason, the thinking is there should be, there, Christians should be the happiest people on earth. Right. And everything should be right. And everything's like whatever. And if there's something wrong, right, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you're living in sin. Obviously, that's that's an extreme sort of take, and that doesn't happen all the time. And there are loving and 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 lovely people in our churches that that care for one another. But I think that's that's a big enough issue that people don't want to be vulnerable. That we our culture inside our churches actively works against being vulnerable. Because we're supposed to be following the way, mm-hmm. and when we're not, whether it's whether other people have 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 in any given church, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Whether they've actually shamed you because you have, or whether it's a perceived or a, a fear of being shamed because you haven't been following. Jesus, to a large extent, there's 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 an issue there. There's a stumbling block that's in your way, and you haven't been able to to overcome it. Right? We just don't want to be that way because of fear of you know being yeah, ridiculed. Being, yeah, being judged. Being judged, uh, right? Yeah. Um, and I know. And so here, one of the biggest one of the biggest uh, demographics in our churches, right? that should be struggling with this i don't know because i haven't been really talking to this demographic our clergy our pastors mm. right the pressure to be right yeah because to be strong to be strong to be, to be emotionally perfect really yeah right whether it's back in the you no know, back in the the day where they would write letters to whoever it is or Back now it's just day. now it's just an email a text or whatever <coughs> right uh yeah uh, you're not allowed you're not allowed to have to to have a moral feeling mm-hmm. right and and there is there is there is reason for it right it's hard to listen to somebody to have authority when uh when there are there are stuff that they haven't been able to 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 go through and figure out so there is there is that element to it so i'm not going to say i'm not going to stay uh sit here and say to you that you know it's very simple just hey you know be this way be vulnerable or stop like stop uh shaming people that that have issues and and have struggles uh there's there's complications in any scenario in any situation mm-hmm. but what we're saying is that when 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 the bible tells us to confess our sins to one another mm, yeah. we might just be giving you like the the easy ones the, the the ones that are easily acceptable have you ever noticed why during like testimony it's just about health because that's not a moral feeling it's either health or or sometimes Finances. even yeah, even well even in money right sometimes they don't do it uh because you know maybe you're not a good steward of your own money right and somebody will like whatever but even that, you know, none of them ha- talks about, you know, any kind of moral feelings that they struggle with. Yeah. Right. It's always about health. It's always about, hey, yeah, this accident happened and we were really down and, and we couldn't pay the bills. And then, bam, we prayed. Bam. 
and God a letter showed up. and a letter showed up and I got <laughs> and a bank made a mistake and I got like an extra five hundred dollars to pay two my two zeros. Right. And so you know, uh the I the idea of being vulnerable is a scary thing for a Christian in a church. Yes, because of the process presence of gossip. Right? Yeah. Or like being judged and yeah. And I think yeah, it's hard. <laughs> And that's why we should talk about it more. Yeah. In fact, like that's if ever I will I'm asked again to preach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um you know when I said prodigal's pulpit, I actually have an idea that like once a month like we release, you know, sermons. Wow. Okay. Like online. Okay. Um I'm actually working on this message of vulnerability okay. and the importance of it like jesus was so vulnerable right um david was so vulnerable um and like elijah you know he goes to god it's like kill me now <laughs> um there's like all these huge and great characters in the bible um, a lot of them were you know, they exemplified vulnerability. They wrote and they wrote songs and they sang and um, and they went to God and they went to their friends. You know, Jonathan and David, they're so vulnerable with each other uh, to the point when, to the point that people think, you know, they loved each other in like a, a yeah. sort of like homosexual way. Okay. Um, because they're just like so vulnerable with each other in that way and telling them, you know, it's like so emotionally available to each other yeah. um, in a way that, you know, like they say like, oh, I have such a great love for you. And um, they meet each other at night and they're like such great friends. Like that's their community. That's their, their, their friendship. Like they're vulnerable with each other. Sure. Um, Jesus and his disciples, like Jesus could handle anything. He's a son of God. Um, and... <clears throat> You know, if he really wanted to, he wouldn't have gone through the cross. <laughs> but, you know, in the hour where he was like so, you know, so scared and it was real for him that he was going to die the next day. He confessed, you know, like he told the disciples like, hey, like, why aren't you like, sure, you know, yeah, why aren't you staying up for me? Um, and like or him being vulnerable with God is like if this, you know. If there was any other way, let this cup pass for me. Yeah, so it's just like so many things where, you know, it's it's a you want to learn how to be a Christian. Like a part of it is to live in a community where everyone is just emotionally available and vulnerable with each other. And I, I forgot who said this, but like they said that. Uh, a congregation that has a willing will is willing to be open with each other um, is more healthy and more they lack gossip um, and it's more encouraging yeah. and everyone's more encouraged to share um, because you know the more people that share the more people are inspired and there's less judgment whereas if you're a church where you know there's some sort of like facade or like secrecy 
uh, a spirit of privateness or, or privacy, um, then there's more room for people to gossip. Sure. And there's more tendency for people to like judge and be yeah. harsh yeah. because yeah. But once, <clears throat> okay, this is not you know this shouldn't be the motivation, but like if you just bear yourself out there, like and yes, it, it you know expose yourself in a way where you know there's nothing that can be talked about. It's like. Right, like I mean, like yeah, sure. There, there'll be the people that you know have a real problem, a sinful problem, gossiping that's going to be talking about you. But, um, yeah, it's just like it starts with leadership, right? So, leaders like be more vulnerable, and hopefully, your congregants will follow. Sure, and and maybe you're not as maybe we you have churches where they don't want to go that far that fast that's the, sort of the the ideal you want to get to uh yeah maybe you just kind of take it baby steps and and um preach about small groups and a place where you can be safe there and to and so if you have if you're you the listener have a wonderful small group where you can where you trust the people that are around there and they they they're there to support you and not to judge you and to just um be there uh, when you need somebody to be there, uh, that's great. Um, let's let's highlight that more uh, because yeah. I'm sure that if you know if you have a large church or you're you're part of a large church and you start just rambling, um, just say hi. Uh, you know, uh, this is what well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm here at church. By the way, I just did this, 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 and I'm struggling with it. some random person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, there, there's, but, but that's probably why you have to talk about it. There are certain yeah, situations yeah. in which to pull it off and which not to. And so if you can't, I mean, if you, if you're working towards, you know, f- open vulnerability within the walls of your churches, but you haven't gotten there yet, you know, talk about, you know, talk about the small groups that's there. Um, talk about that being a safe space. Um, to be able to get support and you know by a small and for something like that that's probably even the best way to go because you have people that are involved and into people's lives over there and and so yeah but uh, i I absolutely agree with you that when we don't when we aren't vulnerable you know it invites a whole lot of problems not with you know not counting just you know gossip but hypocrisy Mm, uh, a sense of like a a moral superiority just to Fake it while you make it, or as somebody who said, being naked while you make it. Just <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, that, that's that's gonna. I'm trying to work that in. I'm trying to work that into a sermon somewhere, right? <laughs> right. So it invites a, a whole lot of things, and so yeah, I, I I think that that vulnerability needs to be talked about as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at the Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of the Prodigals Podcast.